We humans and every other organism on this planet are self-healing, self-correcting organisms in search of stability. Welcome to episode 21 of the Love Always Wins podcast. My name is David Hazen. Today I'm talking about melting the ego. Melting the ego is a major self-healing task for all of us. And unlike most tasks that have goals and strategies, this task is more like a random walk that has no goal and is a bit like allowing ourselves to be eaten by a dragon. But not your usual fire-breathing dragon. The dragon I'm talking about is a magical, ecstatic dragon that is completely made of butterflies. Butterflies that gently remove all the causes of unhappiness. I don't expect you to be comfortable with the notion of being consumed by any kind of dragon until you have experienced it yourself. So bear with me for a few moments while I prepare the groundwork for such an experience. First of all, it usually takes a long time. It's more like evaporation than melting, more like dissolving than destruction. It is essentially a reduction and restructuring of the unspoken set of rules or programming by which decisions are made. It is also a relaxation of those rules so that we can trust a transition from toughness to vulnerability. It feels like coming home to a place of safety and comfort. A dictionary definition of the ego says that in psychoanalysis, the part of the mind that mediates between the conscious and the unconscious and is responsible for reality testing and a sense of personal identity. So the ego is testing for both truth and self-awareness. For most of us, we are culturally conditioned to stop testing at an early age and to accept a dogmatic view of beliefs about reality and ourselves in order to maintain a sense of stability and control. But in a rapidly changing environment such as we have today, those beliefs are constantly being challenged by crisis after crisis. So as the ego that wants structure or stability cannot find it, it will panic. Truth and self-awareness seem to be slippery, elusive, and rapidly disappearing. One way to find a permanent solid identity and an experience of solid objective reality is to carefully examine and take apart the dogma or operating system of the ego. Keep what is useful and discard the rest. A lot like pulling weeds in the garden. As we grow older in years, this process of self-examination will typically, but not always, occur in the latter half of life because then we have a bigger picture of the changes we've been through in our life. 
It may even occur in the background without any deliberate effort. As we grow, we move from dependence to interdependence, from needy to giving, from negative to positive, from rigid to flexible, from unrealistic to realistic, from clever to simple, from fear to wisdom, and from suffering to harmony. In other words, we transform our conflicts, losses, and wounds into a tremendous freedom. Maturity brings with it a humble practice of self-knowledge and self-discipline that draws forth healing, nurturing, and creative action without limits. Many of us, however, have such large storehouses of pain that we need mentors, cheerleaders, and proven strategies to facilitate a deliberate restructuring of our ego. These elements, when combined, can encourage us to discover our inner strength to change ourselves. Paradoxically, not by force of will, but by accepting the things over which we have no control, allowing them and ourselves to be exactly as we are in this moment. In short, forgiveness heals all wounds. And this idea is still tragically misunderstood and rejected. Forgiveness is not forgetting the harm, and it's not giving permission for it to be repeated. Forgiveness is the willingness to learn what is missing from the life of the person who has harmed us, and taking steps to assist them in recovering their naturally beautiful, lovable, and capable being. The cutting edge of human development and social progress has become the ability to forgive, to adopt the notion that we and everyone else we meet are always doing the best we can with what we have in the moment and that we are all wounded by various traumas. Now sometimes what we have is lacking some important ingredients. And if we accept ourselves as a wounded, fallible, still-learning human being, we acquire a very empowering stance because it opens the door to curiosity and respect for others' wounds. Then we can learn from the ways that others attempt to heal from their wounding. Granting someone the space to do things differently not only contributes to their growth and well-being, it also contributes to ours. This is the meaning of restorative justice, reconciliation, and forgiveness. Everybody wins. Wouldn't we wish to be treated in the same way when we have made our mistakes in our relationships? I think we all wish to have those second chances to make things right, to make amends, which is the most important outcome of any act of forgiveness. How then do we transform what appear to be highly sophisticated, institutionalized, global systems of perpetual damage? 
We do that by compassionately understanding that large institutions of government and commerce are inhabited by broken, hurt children who are seeking a greater level of maturity, healing for their pain, and release of their creative powers. And so we can become their mentors, teaching them directly by examples, demonstrating what is possible. All the great traditions of human development, otherwise known as religions, repeat again and again in different ways that the source of global peace comes from the transformation of the individual. So, in conclusion, what if the dragon that is about to eat you was made of butterflies? What if you didn't see that earlier because you were so wrapped up in your fears? Take a closer look. The dragon is here to help you. Recovery is a group process. You can't do it alone. And you aren't alone in your quest for personal or global peace. Next week, I will talk about the need for spiritual anarchy. Then I'm planning on ending this podcast series on June 8th with thoughts about what appears to be the nine laws of love. I've created a PayPal channel for any tokens of your appreciation, which I gratefully accept. Look for the link on my website, lovealwayswins.us. Peace be with you.